Hello, lovelies. Well, today we're talking invisibles. And that's because I got another Ingo Swan book that's absolutely killing me. This guy, I have to, I have to tell you, Ingo blows my mind. And I just picked this chapter out because in the magic show, I have been trying to come up with some terminology that is not going to lead people down a garden path, but still try to communicate the idea that I want to communicate. And I've been playing with the word invisible. And there is Ingo with a chapter on invisibles. So I'm like, hmm, what has he got to say? The first thing that just Ingo didn't bring this up, but just to put things in perspective, (laughs) we can only experience one one thousandth of the entire light spectrum. One one thousandth of the entire light spectrum. The rest of the spectrum is basically invisible to us. That's one example of an invisible. And that's pretty mind-blowing, one one-thousandths. And that doesn't mean that those mm, other frequencies or light spectrum things, waves, <laughs> how about that? Light waves, that the light waves don't impact us just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. We can measure these apparently. But even if we couldn't measure them, it doesn't mean they don't have an important impact on us. Lots of things we can't measure have important impacts on us, like love. How do you measure love? In this chapter of this new book, Ingo makes the claim that the only things that are truly visible to us are those things our physical senses and perceive, and through them, the actions we can see taking place in the physical universe. Everything else is technically invisible. But more than that, what I'm so interested in is that things that lie outside of our framework or outside of our mindset or outside of our belief system, reality tunnel, or materialistic prison paradigm can also be invisible. And that means that there is a huge potential that we won't be able to see things that are there that are influencing us that make a huge difference to our existence that we could work with if we understood them. Like astrology comes to mind, right? If our paradigm allows us to believe in astrology, then we, and I know I do schedule things for outside of Mercury retrograde, like computer stuff, because I know there is an invisible force at that time that doesn't go so well with computer upgrades. But I wonder (laughs) how many people at Microsoft or at Apple are aware of the same invisible force. And look, to be honest with you, those people high up at those big companies, I swear to God, they're occult friendly. But like your average materialist computer engineer, 
They're probably like, you're insane, girl. But in truth, invisibles invade our awareness all the time. All the time. We pick up on vibes, right? You've walked into that room (laughs) where your best friends are fighting and you're like, oh, you could cut the vibe with a knife. Or you know when you're in trouble, when you've done something wrong and you walk in the room and you can tell from the back of their head that you're in trouble. And we also know when we don't like someone we just met. There was this really weird thing the other day at this beach and there was this guy and he was sitting in a hammock and I knew the moment I saw him, I didn't like him. I just didn't like this guy. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't like him. And so for some reason, Chance got sucked into this conversation with him. And this conversation went on for hours and hours and hours. And I wasn't having it. I wasn't going anywhere near it. And then Chance gets in the car and he's like, I feel like I've just been raped. And it was so funny. And Chance was actually really, really disturbed by this conversation that he had with this guy. Ideologically, this guy was so in the opposite direction of Chance and he wasn't having any of it. You know, it uh, (laughs) didn't work out so well for him. But anyway, all of these are totally invisible. So is charisma. So is spirituality. So is religiosity. These are all totally invisible. Now, that's not necessarily the biggest idea. (laughs) The biggest point, pretty obvious to all of us, but um, what kind of grabbed me about this chapter was that Ingo was talking about the basic goal of the occult is to make the invisible visible, to bring out of the hidden state, to bring things into some sort of focus. And the reason that he believes this to be important is kind of the same reason that I do, which is his belief, and he would know because, as you know, he's highly clairvoyant, is that the invisible universes are incredibly more vast than the visible universe. So let's go back to that. We can see one one ten thousandth of the spectrum of light. So if the ratio holds true... (laughs) then we're only accessing one bazillionth, right, of the potential of the universes. The invisible universes are incredibly more vast than the visible universe. And that means it's bigger than our belief cocoon. It's bigger than our reality tunnel. It's bigger than our dreams. It's bigger than our materialistic prison paradigm. It's bigger than all of our illusionary boundaries that we have created. And it's bigger than the world of matter. It's a big world outside there. (laughs) 
So Ingo says that when we shift the boundaries of these levels, the rules or the laws, new invisibles immediately come perceptible and that creates for us a whole new reality. So the word invisible is big. In fact, Ingo says that the idea or the word occultism derives from it. Invisible means incapable by nature of being seen, inaccessible to view or hidden. Hidden is the primary definition of the Latin word from which the word occult is derived. Now, what's important is to realize that for the occultist, nothing is invisible in the sense that it's incapable of being perceived. If something is incapable of being perceived, then it never will be perceived at all. So to the occultist, something is invisible only to the degree that we do not have the correct tool to make it apparent. To the occultist, occult really means not revealed, concealed, or secret. And here is where it does get juicy. For the occultist to make the invisible visible, all it requires is a bit of a mind flip. And you're into the time slip and nothing can ever be the same. <laughs> I was thinking, I was wondering if, if it's possible that... Um, Ingo actually knew the creator of uh, the Rocky Horror, Richard O'Brien. Wouldn't that be interesting? They're, you know, I mean, it's, it's a possibility because when Ingo talks about Mind Shift, those lyrics immediately, oh, immediately came to mind. Anyway, let's get back on track. So then, what is this Mind Flip? Ingo is a master of recognizing truly cool tech from the past. And he says that riddles are the way to do it. If you want to understand why, then Google why Zen Cohen's work. Because it's actually a very cool rabbit hole. And it was something that I didn't know. And instead of getting into the why, 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 I'd rather just do it with you right now because it's kind of obvious. It's a really sneaky way to reverse our frame of reference. By reversing the question, it allows us to reshape our thought approach and recast it in what he calls the other than framework. So what does that mean? Ingo says there are four types of occult invisibles. Invisible to the physical sense, invisible to consciousness, invisible to the unconscious mind, and invisible in spirit. So basically, what Ingo says that we do is put each of those in the other than framework. Okay, now that doesn't sound like a lot. The other than framework. But trust me, the other than framework is a thing. So, what is other than visible to the physical senses? What is other than visible to consciousness? 
what is other than visible in the unconscious mind? And what is other than visible in spirit? Now, before we get into the other than in terms of the invisibles, I want to give you a demonstration of how this idea works because I played with it with the dreaded AI that everybody seems to have a problem with. And look, yes, there's good reason for it. But anyway, I played with it. And let me tell you what I did. One of the things that gets me really kind of frustrated all the time is that I am being called a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, it just gets mentally exhausting fighting that conspiracy theorist thing. So I went into chat. GDP, and I said to chat GDP, what is other than a conspiracy theory? And chat GTP said this, anything that is not a conspiracy theory is typically referred to as a fact, a hypothesis, a theory, a belief, or an opinion, depending on the level of evidence and consensus supporting it. Now, isn't that helpful? So if somebody says to you, you're a conspiracy theorist, you can say, no, this is my hypothesis and I'm looking at the evidence. Or you can say, no, this is a matter of fact and here are the facts. Facts are statements that can be proven true or false based on objective evidence. For example, the earth revolves around the sun is a fact. Now, that being said, in a post-truth world, facts are a lot harder to come by as this post on my Facebook page (laughs) brought to the fore. But then it could be a hypothesis, a tentative explanation for an observation that needs further testing. For example, if someone observes their plants are growing taller in a certain type of soil, they may hypothesize that the soil is rich in nutrients. So maybe I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Maybe I have a hypothesis or a theory, or a belief, or an opinion. You get the power in this. So let's now play with this idea as it pertains to the invisibles and see how it might shake up our reality a little bit. All right, my dears. So what is other than visible to the physical senses? That one's kind of easy. Things like ultraviolet and infrared light, sound waves, magnetic fields, radio waves, gravity, microorganisms, thoughts, emotions, and consciousness. So that's a lot of stuff that is invisible to the physical senses. And you can see how thinking that way opens up some possibilities, doesn't it? But it gets a little bit trickier when you ask a question like, what is other than visible in the unconscious mind? Now, actually, Ingo has a whole really interesting discussion on the unconscious mind and Freud and when he discovered it. Like, it didn't even exist. The unconscious mind in terms of our modern materialist society, (laughs) didn't even exist until the turn of the century. I find that absolutely crazy. But anyway, what is other than visible in the unconscious mind? Memories, fears, desires, 
unresolved conflicts. These may be things that we're not aware of consciously, right? But they can affect our behavior. Hmm. Those invisibles are becoming more visible. Now, what is other than visible to consciousness? Well, consciousness is our subjective awareness of our thoughts, emotions, and sensations. So what is other than visible to consciousness? These would be unconscious thoughts and unconscious feelings. And as you know, these can very much influence our behavior. Subliminal stimuli. I don't know if you've ever watched those um, (laughs) mind guys on English television where they drive you through the streets and then they make you draw a picture and you draw a purple elephant with a red hat because he had all of this subliminal stuff on the road as you drive to his office. I mean, it's just crazy. So subliminal stimuli is other than conscious. Our implicit biases are clearly beyond our consciousness. Oh my God, here is one of my favorite. What about frigging Facebook or YouTube or Twitter algorithms? They are like, whoa, weapons of mass destruction. Dreams are another one. And spiritual or mystical experiences. Those things that transcend our ordinary consciousness, such as feelings of unity with the universe or our connection to all or higher power. So that is an interesting bunch of invisibles. But now let's go for the whole enchilada. (laughs) What is other than visible in spirit? Spirit itself is often associated with non-physical or supernatural phenomena. So it might be a bit difficult to define in concrete terms. But here are some ideas. After death awareness. Consciousness or awareness that exists beyond physical death. Speaking of Ingo, intuition or psychic abilities that go beyond our five senses. Connections to a higher realm of existence. Energy or life force that animates living beings and can be felt or sensed. So I guess this would also include ghosts or other supernatural entities. That would be other than visible in spirit, I'm guessing. But the point here is this switching of frame is so useful. A lot of what Ingo does in this book is switching of frame. When you go onto Amazon, there's actually quite a few complaints about how the book is about words, but it's so important. He really makes the point that if we do not have words to describe certain things, then they really don't exist. And so in this particular case, he is utilizing words to reframe our consciousness. And maybe we'll get into, well, here's an example that I love. 
When talking about clairvoyance, Ingo says, where do you feel that? How does that resonate in your body? What clue does the word clairvoyance itself give you into the functioning and the ability of being clairvoyant? But he makes the point, however, that if I said to you, gut feeling or street smarts, don't you have a much more visceral understanding of what those two terms mean? Everybody would say, I experience gut feelings. And everybody would say, maybe I don't have any, but I know what you mean by street smarts. Anyway, we'll get into that because it's really super interesting. But play with this other than thing and see how it opens up your world. As I said, it opened up my whole artillery when it comes to dealing with people calling me a conspiracy theorist. And it's helped open my mind to invisibles as well. So more soon, lovelies. Hello, lovelies. I am so excited to announce the release of our new film called Heka. Heka looks at the magic of ancient Egypt and how that pertains to the story of ancient Egypt and fills in a whole new perspective that we have been missing collectively for hundreds of years. It features Gordon White, Chance Gardner, Joseph Patrick Farrell, Lon Milo Duquette, Tobias Churton, Graham Hancock, of course, the fabulous John Anthony West, Rupert Sheldrake, Stephen Skinner, Thomas Sheridan, Peter Mark Adams, Thomas Joseph Brown, Aton Veggie, Mog Morton, Bernardo Catstrop, Shauna Home, Mark Passio, John Seraki, and the goddess Joanna Kujawa. I am so incredibly proud of it, and I invite you to come and have a look. You can find a link on MagicalEgypt.com.
It's so funny how the immaterial has become.